Beers and Steers podcast. It is episode one of the 2018 season, and damn, does it feel good to be back. It is finally football season. I We have been moving around a little bit. John, uh, the Slim Reaper, is on the other end. He is not living in his parents' house, despite what he says. <laughs> Mom! Well, I am still in Houston. Yep, good to be back into season three of uh, Beers and Steers. Looking ah. forward to it. I have officially moved out of the 40 acres and ended up in DFW on the wrong side of the Metroplex. But that is regardless because it is August 29th. Texas football is back in less than three days. Really more like two and I don't know. It's 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 We're, we're back. We're BACCC. I, kinda, I always count to like Friday. You know, I don't really count to Saturday. I so. know. it's that, I, That's how you know when we're nowhere back, when we're already cheating, like the the, the counting of the days to get back yes. to football season. Like, eh, Friday night when I've had like, you know, like too many Miller Lights and it's like 10 p.m. Like, okay, it's game day, right? Okay, cool. Sweet. But I also we, have not been watching any of the, like, the bullshit like FBS games that have been on. Like, yeah. That's not college football. I took, I mean, I took Colorado State just because, like, I, you know, it was like, idiot. Why would I not? Um, yeah, that was a bad bet. But regardless, Texas football is finally back. It's been the long awaited summer. We're finally done caring about baseball because that sport is dumb and very frustrating. And, Unless you're an Astros fan. Mm, debatable. And now we're on to football season. But first, we've got a few things to get out of the way for the podcast. We would like to make a big step forward um, this year with, with the Beers and Steers name and brand. Uh, first off, shout out, shout out at Sarah McLaughlin for making us a logo that is very nice and very well done with our Twitter handle even in the bottom right-hand corner. So be on the outlook for that for the logo of the new podcast which will hopefully be debuting on iTunes. Hopefully this week, if not this week, I promise it'll be next week. Don't hold me to that. And hopefully it will be debuting on Spotify within the month. Spotify takes a little longer to get together. I didn't realize that until yesterday, so sorry. But iTunes, iTunes should be up hopefully by the end of this week. Um, yeah, that logo, that logo is sweet. I'm, I'm about that, we, so. we finally it took us two years but we finally got one together and it took Look, me one we're, we're a growing enterprise you know it just takes some time <laughs> we are a prestige worldwide uh trending, trending worldwide but with the logo that's going to come some new stuff definitely some koozies if you still have yours from last year please send us the pictures the snapchats we love that um we may just have to start doing some shout outs uh whoever sends us the best most creative picture with the koozies, maybe we'll win something. Hopefully, we can get some T-shirts made by OU and have pass those out or sell those and maybe make some money off of this thing. That'd be awesome. But uh, please keep on sending those to us. We love seeing all that. But if you uh, somehow listen to this before Saturday and send us a Snapchat, and you happen to be in DC, I will buy you a beer. Ooh, me too. I will buy you another beer. That's going to be a really small crowd. If there's someone who does that, like who actually listens and is going to be in D.C. and sends a Snapchat, that, that's, it's going to be like one person. Web, that does not count. Yeah, no, he doesn't count. And we need to make like bets on our own on who it'll be. That'll, that'll get way too. Right, okay. right. But yes, I agree. Send the, keep sending the Snapchats. We uh, enjoy those. Makes it uh, a little bit more worth it. All right, well, let's jump right into it. We, finally, we had the summer. It was over. It's just seems like it was just yesterday when we were watching Herman secure the bag after that Missouri game and then going into signing day uh, he really pulled together a pretty good pretty damn good class top 10 class 
from recruiting. Uh, he's finally starting to get his guys. And not that he doesn't like Charlie's players. I, I don't think that's what I'm trying to say because I think he would have taken Sam Ellinger no matter what. But he's still got more of his type of football players. Um, and we've got a few freshmen that are just you're going to see a lot of, and it's going to be really, really fun to watch them play over the next three years because they're going to get some – there's a few guys that are going to get some meaningful playing time starting Saturday, starting in less than three days. Uh, Caden Stearns is one who's going to stand out. I don't know what number he's wearing. Maybe four. No, that's Anthony Cook. Anyway, number seven. seven. Uh, We've got Stearns playing over Sean is going to be out there a little bit. Dixon's cousin, and I'm never going to learn his name. It's like Ryan Boo something. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how to spell it. It, it, it. You're the punter's cousin. Sorry, that's your name. Just deal with no, it. No, he's Dick, Dixon's cousin. Dixon's cousin. The punter, Dixon, same thing. You're the Ray guy, former Ray guy winner's uh, cousin. How about that? And you're from Australia, too. So maybe that uh, keep that pipeline going, you know. Just as long as he doesn't fumble the ball against Oklahoma State. Like, freaking Dixon did. Dixon also was our best offensive player last year. So you got to remember that. Yeah, no. Really, really high expectations for that guy. Kind of. I mean, if. Dixon's been kicking ass up in the. I know uh, people have been freaking out. They're like, "Who the hell is this Michael Dixon guy?" And all the text was like, "Yeah, we we told you. Like he won the yeah. right guy for a reason. He's a freak." Been like a freaking third round draft pick, man. My well, God. Don't forget about Cameron Dicker, the kicker. That'll never get old and get beaten to a pulp. I can't wait till ESPN gets a hold of that one. Uh, but Johnny, <laughs> your H Town guys—that's who's really kind of showing up on these uh, yeah. new recruiting yeah, classes. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they were kind of the flash of the. Uh, of the class, um, obviously, where it was a, kind of stems back all the way to when Herman was here. He had some roots within the city and uh, some of the better programs here in town. Uh, one, and mainly only one, that he took from this past year was Houston Lamar, that many of us are familiar with. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of hit on some of the other names as we go through the depth chart of each position later on. But yeah, very excited for those guys. Um, and then one other guy. I guess one guy I'm looking forward to seeing that you kind of mentioned the other two safeties is, is B.J. Foster. He kind of hasn't got much attention um, this offseason. I don't know why. Um, but it's one name. I think he's going to have an awesome career if he can stay healthy. So I, I agree uh, that he ha- you haven't heard his name a lot, but that's also kind of a good thing with DBs, especially freshman DBs. You yeah, know, true. like Unless they're Earl Thomas out there just laying heads out, if you're not hearing their name that much, that means they're not letting too much over their head and stuff like that. So that's kind of a good, good. We're hearing song. nothing but good things about Caden Stearns, though. I mean, like the guy, yeah. guys, apparently acting like he's a freaking upperclassman already. So yeah, we've got two five stars starting at safety, but we'll get into that later. Uh, a little bit just summer notes. Really, not much crazy stuff has happened. Um, not too much. I'll, we'll get into more of the recent stuff. But Demarco Boyd got arrested because he beat the shit out of some Austin High kid. Uh, other than that, it was a pretty good summer. I think DeMarco Boyd has been suspended for a while. I don't know if it's really come out for how long, but I know he's not with the team now. So Whatever. That sucks. Um, I hope it doesn't affect Chris too much, but that's what happens when you kind of do stupid things. And he, like, lied to the cops, and it was, it was kind of a bad deal. But if that's DeMarco the only Boyd thing. DeMarco Boyd was just always a guy on the bench with the towel, like, getting right. pumped up. So I'm not he was, they put him on kickoff, and that was about it. But if that's, if that's the only thing that happens in your offseason, that's pretty good. Uh, obviously, we had some transfers that were not 
great. Uh, John Bonney was rough. No one wanted to see that go, but I think there was actually I take that back. A lot of people wanted to see that go. Because, yeah, I was going to still correct <laughs> on that one. Uh, I was like watching the tech replay from 2015 when they did the star formation that ran that touchdown back, you know, to seal it away in the fourth quarter. And on the drive before, John Bonnie just gave up like the biggest blown coverage in the world to like score a touchdown. Or you get him to like the three yeah. yard line, and I was like, okay, maybe we won't miss him that much. He had a little bit of a rough stand up in, in Austin. I mean, the defense had worst, <laughs> some of our worst defenses ever. But he he always seemed to be in the wrong place at the wrong time, kind of guy, um, and just never really had like the physical or the physicality, I guess, to make a presence that we really needed. Um, so I'm, you know, not too worried about losing him depth. Losing depth is always unfortunate, but more, I guess, importantly, was the fact that he was given permission to go to Tech. You know, it just kind yeah. of was an interesting decision by the coaching staff. Yeah, I, I saw some stuff that Herman just loved him, like as a kid. I mean, supposedly he was just a really good, smart kid. He gave it all, um, and so Herman just kind of wanted to reward him for that. Still, wouldn't have done it myself, uh, but it's coach's call. I mean. Nothing You're you can really do about it. for any kid wanting to do whatever they want. Kind yeah, of thing. it is a little interesting setting a precedent like that. But who knows? Maybe it's such a high reputation you kind of gotta. People now know that you, that's where you, the bar is set. Um, other news from the summer: Yancey McKnight has supposedly just been destroying everyone in the weight room, and everyone has been putting up personal bests. All the entire teams have been putting up personal bests on all different types of workouts. I, I don't know if it's more, we've just been seeing it more publicly. Cause there was that one day on Twitter where every single p- player on the team was like tweeting out why Yancey McKnight was such a good strength coach. I don't know, but all I've heard is good things. And yeah. I hope we see some uh, fruition from that. Um, that there's a reason that Alabama's had their same strength coach for the past 10 years and he makes almost a million dollars a year. So, I mean, look back at Mad Dog. You know, Mad Dog had an awesome run here too. So yeah, that's a good point. But uh, I mean, the most uh, the most recent and kind of the most serious, I guess, uh, news is Tom Herman being affiliated with Zach Smith and that entire fiasco up at Ohio State right now. Uh, I I Fake don't news. I don't think it's uh, yeah as big as ESPN. Of course, ESPN pulls out a report today that's like two weeks late about it, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, I really don't. Okay, a, a guy went to a strip club, and he didn't even spend the money with some high school coaches. Like, that's No one got hurt. No one did anything wrong. Also, only 600 bucks was spent. Like, yeah. <laughs> I saw something on Twitter, and it was like, it was like people are going to be – some people are freaking out that they spent – that they thought it was crazy that they spent $600 at a strip club, and that's an absurd amount of money. While other people are thinking, how the hell did they only spend $600 at a <laughs> Miami strip club? <laughs> I guess it's what only, I guess, paper trail. Maybe they had some behind the scenes. Yeah, but, maybe. I mean, yeah, I'm not too worried about the Herman connection to it all. It's unfortunate. You don't ever want that kind of news or bad news kind of floating around when the season's about to start. But the fact that there hasn't been much of a reaction, um, both from him or the university, makes me feel pretty comfortable about the situation. I agree with you. And as long as there's, you know, kind of, Herman is kind of 
not publicly said, but it's publicly known that he helped out Courtney Smith, Zach's wife, uh, with legal fees and going through everything that she went through. I think she kind of shows the character that Tom has, even if he might be kind of you know loose cannon sometimes. I mean, as long as he's helping out single mothers that have gone through a domestic abuse case, I I'm fine you know with having more than fine having him as my coach. So that's where the story is, and that's where it's probably going to end. I, if we see hear anything more about this in a month, I will be so surprised. Uh, yeah, I agree. If we hear it in a month, it's it's not good. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. If we're talking about this in a month, there's some either Myers about to get fired or someone else is about to get fired, and uh, yeah. we're not going down that road. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the team. We jump right into it. Yeah. Let's jump jump into the fall camp notes that we've kind of heard. Uh, it sounds like we'll start with the most important, kind of the big question that people are asking, but I think everyone already knew the answer to is quarterback battle. It seemed a little tighter than people thought. I I don't I, – I knew it was Ellinger, and I've, if you've listened to this for the past two years, you know how much I love Shane. But, I, I mean, it was Ellinger's to, to lose. No, no problem. Uh, I, I was very surprised to see how, how tight it was. That could have been just kind of blowing smoke, but – I don't know. I, I never saw Bouchelle even having a shot with it. So Me neither. I, I agree. I don't think he – I mean, they probably gave him a chance, but I think in the back of everyone's mind, they knew Sam was the guy. Um, when they did make the announcement, or I guess when it came across the group me, that Sam was given the, the nod, um, it felt weird. Cause I feel like the last three or four seasons we haven't really known, you know, like going into that right. uh whole Bouchelle and Tyrone deal where they announced like an hour before the game like Charlie was never able to handle those situations very well so it's nice to have the, the comfort I guess of okay we got our guy let's all get behind him and go um, which we kind of never really had under Charlie yeah I agree it makes the offense a little more sound I mean you also got to remember this is this will be the first year in what five years where they'll be running the same offense as the year before so having that consistency combined with oh you know this crazy thing of having a two the same quarterback start two years in a row uh, maybe will be pretty good uh, in terms of what we're looking with Sam I mean is it too simple to say be smarter <laughs> I mean I mean that's that's really it I mean that's the theme of it with him is you know just avoid the big mistakes yeah that's pretty much don't stare down your receivers as much as you love throwing a little Jordan Humphrey. You know, look all over the field, be smart with the ball. Other than that, I, I mean, the physical is there's no question with the arm, definitely not with the legs or his mentality or how he approaches the game. I mean, he's got that tenacity that you do not want to see uh, as an opponent. So right. uh, I, I, I agree with you. Be smart. Uh, let's move over to running backs. Looks like it's going to be kind of a running back by committee to start off with. I don't, I don't see one guy really – kind of taking over and being the one featured back right now. Um, no. That that could obviously change. I think I wouldn't be surprised. If I had to put money on who gets the first touch, I think it would be Daniel Young. But after I'll, that, I'll put a beer on it. I'll, I'll just put a beer on it. I'll say uh, okay. toenail. Okay, I, I'm down with that. Um, I, I, I've, we've heard good things about Keontae Ingram and his kind of explosiveness. I, I always love players that come from Carthage. I don't know why. I just think they're just kind of mean, gritty. Uh, Beast Texas. Beast Texas, baby. It's just, but is it <laughs> kind of a shiny little new toy? I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see. It, I'm not worried about the talent, though. 
the talent's obviously there. You just need one guy to kind of step up and say, all right, I'm going to be the alpha here. Yeah, I mean, we kind of were spoiled with Deontay Freeman. Um, sorry, Foreman, geez. Um, and last year was just kind of like a carousel, I would say. There was never really any stability. But when Daniel Young and Tonyle um, kind of took over, it really, they, I would say the back half of the season, they really kind of made that position kind of pretty solid um, with an offensive line that was missing Connor. Um, you know, I think the offensive line was kind of a, also a carousel last year. But, um, no, I, I think Daniel and Tony will be our guys in the first game. But by the time we get to USC, I'm very interested to see how Watson and, and Ingram get get uh, and more involved. Yeah, um, I, I am too. And we kind of didn't even mention it we are going to. Was with the new uh, redshirt rule, I mean, you may see Ingram for like two or three games and then never again. Or not for again for this season, you know. Just so. to clarify, so you can play one play in four games and still get a red shirt. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how that's you know plays out with a bunch of our guys. Yeah, um, I agree with you though. I think it'll and it's kind of an advantage if you're going into USC and you don't have one featured back, then defensive coordinators and opponents can't really key off one guy, you know. Uh, with you would think, you know, when you see Daniel Young, you're kind of more of a ground and pound up the middle. Tony Hill's a little more outside. Keontae's more like Daniel, and Trey Watson's a little more like Tony Hill. But if you kind of start mixing that up and three games in, you don't really, you know, we don't even know, no chance the defense knows. So use that to your advantage. I trust – I'm not going to say I trust Beck. I'm, we're still iffy there. But I, I trust Herman and the offense and Herb Hand as a whole. So – We'll get that going, but uh, let's move the on. The only thing I remember, though, before we move on, was Tony had a fumble problem last year. Yeah, he did. So, you know, if he, <laughs> that might be the only separation between him and Daniel Young, so keep an eye on that as well. Let's move to probably, probably the most talented group on the entire team is wide receiver core. I mean, we lost Davion Curtis to transfer, which sucks, but I think that Whatever. shows – how much talent we have and how much talent's behind him and coming. I mean, he's really, really damn fast playing as a slot guy and he wasn't, he wouldn't see the field more than two or three snaps a game. So I, I, my hot take, where did he go again? Like uh, Trinity or whatever? Trinity, Trinity Valley Judico. I saw it in his first game. He'd yeah. been there like a week and he had like four catches for like 80 yards or something. So he's doing <laughs> fine. Good. Best of luck to him. Uh, Colin Johnson's going to do his thing. My my first hot take of the year. Man, this feels good. I mean, I, I'm, we're back when we're staying blanket hot takes. Uh, yeah, you're coming out. You're coming out swinging. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Colin Johnson's going to be drafted in the first round. I'm, I'm throwing my shot there. I think that's sizzling hot. He's got the talent uh, to do it, and I think he'll have the quarterback this year to be behind him. So that's yeah, that's I mean, my it just pick. Comes down to being featured. I mean, is it? Does he get the <laughs> the ball thrown to him. <laughs> I mean, I think so. I, I he's going to be the number one guy. I mean, he's going to be the guy that guys the teams are putting their best coverage corner on. No doubt about it. So, yeah, behind him, you obviously have little Jordan Humphrey. LJ, yeah. Uh, and I mean, the guy's I think the most athletic guy on the team. Definitely, I think he's extremely entertaining. He 
Uh, I've, I've heard rumors he could play running back, or he could go. I, mean, I don't know. I, he he did play running back. We played him running back for a little bit. Was that two years ago? Well, he did the wildcat. Yeah, yeah, he did. The, I guess he did the wildcat. That's close. Whatever, enough. which is kind of like a running back. Yeah, whatever. So, I think he. I mean, if Collins getting the number one guy, little Jordan should. I mean, be able to get off the number two guy a lot. I, mean, I, I don't know. Little Jordan's a freaking beast. So look out for him, like you mentioned, and then. Um, you know who, I mean, I'll be able to get to the freshman in a second, but it's Gerard's senior year, so when it's, it's go time, man. God, that's like crazy. That step up absurd. and be a, be a leader out there. And I, I kind of put a note on here that uh, I could see him being like Quan. Um, oh, that would be dirty. I can see it too. Just a solid possession guy. Exactly. A solid guy who you know, catches it six yards past the line of scrimmage and then is able to make one or two guys miss. And then hopefully if we're in a – Badass bowl, he catches a game winning touchdown. But, yeah. uh, over the middle. Side note, my dad's actually getting dinner with Quan tomorrow night in DC. So, can you tell Quan to get some new headsets or headphones? Not those big giant IMG, ones. Baby. God, he wears those gold ones on the sideline. It was kind of nice because you can see them, but they're just yeah, exactly. so obnoxious. If anyone ever gets a chance to meet Quan, he's like the nicest guy. Yeah, he actually he is one of the nicest guys ever. I, I actually have met him. He's super nice. Um, him and uh, but, who sat in front of us at the basketball game? Uh, oh God, who was that? Was it wasn't AJ Abrams? Was it? It was AJ. Abrams. Yeah, it was AJ. Abrams. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Why are they putting? Why are they putting Yancey in? He turned around, looks at me, goes defense, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it shuts you up pretty quick. Yeah, I did. I was like, okay, you know more than me. I'm done. But uh, <laughs> all right, so back, back, back to, to the point. Wide receivers. God, it feels good to be talking about Texas sports again. Yeah. Um, by the way, text me if you want to be added to a uh, email by probably the biggest Longhorn fan I know, Tim Taylor. Uh, it is worth it. It, it, it gets a, you jacked up on Fridays. Yeah, he sends an email that uh, Webb, Stu, and I have been reading since a while back. We wake up Friday morning after being on 6th Street and read this email, no matter how drunk or hungover you were, uh, and it, it gets you pumped up, so... He texts me if you want his, the email to be sent to you. But going back to wide receivers, uh, two guys who are freshmen that kind of going back to this whole four-game rule thing and see how much PT they will get. Um, Avante Woodard and Brennan Eagles um, are two guys that are pretty pretty big, both pretty fast, and I think they're going to be have solid careers. And then Joshua Moore, who's going to be more of your speed guy, has been getting a lot of love on Twitter this summer. So, um, like you were saying, I mean, the, the, the talent is there, wide receiver-wise. Um, you don't have that token white guy, though, no. unfortunately. We need but one I think Gerard needs to step up for this this squad to have a solid year. I, I agree with Josh Moore. I think he's going to be pretty studly as a freshman. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't redshirt because um, he's feel, seeing the field so much, which huh. would be fun to see. He's kind of right. my, my one of my dark horse sleeper picks for standout uh, freshmen. But let's go to the big uglies, guys up front, the guys that Herman says are his favorite guys uh, on the team. He, he had a pretty good quote when Trevor Maddich went and interviewed him down uh, for after a practice and says he stresses to all the running backs and quarterbacks and receivers that the first person to go hug after you score is O-line, and I just love that. That is just music to my freaking ears. But – it looks like right now that Herb Hand, new offensive line coach, has gotten great praise from everything that I've read and heard. Uh, he is 
got his line set. It was getting jumbled at first in the first few weeks of camp, but it sounds like he's got it down. Uh, we've got Anderson, uh, Calvin Anderson, the transfer from Rice, starting at uh, left tackle. Yeah, what are your thoughts on him? Dude, I, I think he's pretty damn good. I, I know he, people kind of rag on him because uh, it's Rice, which I get that. It's Rice. Whatever. But, so what? I mean, he's a four-year starter there, so. Yeah, I mean, he's got the experience. He's got the physicality. I mean, he's huge, right? Yeah, he's massive. And the I, I'm taking the starts and the quality of snaps that, like, he's seen. I don't care if it's Rice or at Alabama. I mean, like. You've seen three years of snaps, like you're, you know what you're doing. At doing. that level, right? right. Yeah. It's obviously there's a big difference in total quality, but do he's you think if enough. he's healthy all year, he's he gets all twelve games? Yeah. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. No, I agree. I mean, unless he just goes out there and completely shats the bed. I mean, for the first two weeks, he was at he was third and then second string. Like it's not like he just all of a sudden they rolled out the footballs and he's like they're like okay you're first string left tackle i mean he had to like earn it go all the way through um i don't know if that was you know making him actually earn it or kind of a test with him i really don't but i he, it is wasn't much competition yeah well that's true too um moving to his right we got patrick vahe i i have a love-hate relationship with mr vahe i really like yeah, him. you do on run blocking, I really hate him on pass blocking because he can't pick up a blitz. And he, I don't know if him and Shaq don't communicate well, but they they hopefully have figured it out. We've heard good reports about them picking up Orlando's crazy blitzes, but we'll see. I'm uh, worried that like, Connor made him look a lot better than he actually was. Yeah, I mean, how how could he not? You know, that's yeah. just part of the game, but. Uh, yeah, well, it's a big year for him. If he wants to have any shot at all playing at the next level, he's got to really step up. He's got the physical talent. It's kind of more of a mental game with him, uh, I think. And then we've got uh, Mr. Shackelford at center this year. Hopefully he's figured out the snaps. I know people freak out about that as m- more than you think. It's really not – it's not a – you know, it's just a focus thing. I, people always think, like, he, you know, doesn't – he's purposely not – doesn't have good – poor form when he's doing it. Like, it's a focus thing. You just got to, like, before everything, while everything's going so crazy, just think about the snap for 10 seconds. Not even 10 seconds, 5 seconds, and you're like, okay, good. Pop it back there. Uh, another big year for him, though. And then to right guard, we got Elijah Rodriguez. He was elected captain. I don't know how. Uh, that was, yeah, that's not a good sign. Yeah, I don't know. It was int- I liked having an O-lineman as a captain. I'd rather it had been someone else. I don't know. It wouldn't, but who, though? That's the thing. Not Vahe, because he hasn't really earned it. Not Anderson. Not Shaq. So, I don't know. It was a interesting choice by Herman, but we'll see if he's uh, earned it. And then to his right, my favorite, my personal favorite, Derek Kurtzetter. I think this kid is going to be a stud. I think he has all the physical tools to be a starting left tackle. I mean, not even – if he kind of progresses like he is supposed to, I wouldn't be surprised if he's – NFL bound. He, I think he's that strong, and more importantly, he's that smart. Uh, but we have heard some reports that Co- Sam Cosme, who redshirted last year, has uh, been competing with him pretty hard for right tackle. So, which also states how much Anderson has got left tackle solidified. Is that you aren't even hearing anything about a competition there. So, O line has been I obviously biased, but I 
it's been our biggest issue of why we haven't been so good for the past few years. So yeah, they they got to keep Sam on his feet. They got to keep give him time to throw to all wide receivers. I mean, it comes down to that. So yep, hundred percent. Well, uh, let's move uh, to the other side of the uh, line. We got D line this year losing the Big Twelve Player of the Year or Defense Player of the Year uh, or D lineman of the Year. Sorry, I'm all over the place. And uh, Puna Ford, I miss you. Um, but we've got Charles and Malik. And Malik. But Charles Aminahu, uh on going to be kind of your strong. Wait, time out. Sorry. It's going to be weird seeing our defense without Malik. I know. It really is. <laughs> I mean, it's been like three, three years. years. Uh, it was kind of, I would say it was an up and down because it really kind of was. Yeah, it was. I mean, he had too much pressure on him. And, I, I agree. It sucks when you see those guys and, you know, 24-7 and rivals and all these guys are just out there just – you know, blowing them up completely when they're 17 years old, and yeah. you think you're you have like the next Ray Lewis who's gonna when he's 18, and <laughs> it just I don't know I I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing very well for Cincinnati this year. I mean the kid's a freak. I feel like Texas fans just had such high expectations for him, and that's not his fault either. That's what, the whole thing that sucks about it, but. We got Charles O and then Brecken. Hopefully, he gets a haircut this year and will win the Big Twelve. Knock on wood. Um, I, I've we've heard good things about the pass rush, and that's the one thing that the O line has supposedly struggled with the most is containing Charles O and Bre- Brecken. So, I think defenses we're going to see a lot of three men three men down front. So defenses are really going to have to key on uh, how they contain those guys and get them not in the quarterback's face, which is going to be pretty tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, Charles O, I mean, guy's been been there for a while, senior year, so I think he's huge. He's able to put some pressure, but he's just got to be able to contain the edge. And He's always been so slow, so a little worried about that. I'm not worried about Brecken, but, I mean, inside, <clears throat> Chris Nelson should, I mean, hopefully solidify that position. He's been getting a lot of praise, and it'll be interesting to see if, Someone like Christmas Giles or Keandre Coburn steps up. I mean, he's a pretty big dude, but unfortunately just a freshman. Um, but I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the ins- how the inside does with no Puna. Yeah, I, I agree. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough missing Puna and behind Nelson. Really, isn't you know it's a pretty steep drop off as well. So the D line, I think the edge rush we haven't seen in a long time. We might see that, but in terms of that run-stuffing D-tackle that we have been seeing the past few years, it's not going to be there, uh, which sucks. But it kind of leads us to our, our next uh, group, the linebacker. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before what? you go. What? Two guys I want to talk about. Taquan Graham. I feel like he's going to stag a year. He's, like, he's going to really kind of surprise everybody. Yeah. He uh, Last year, I remember randomly seeing him in OU, and he had some awesome plays. But don't think he got much PT other than that, or I just didn't notice because I got frustrated. But I, I expect him to have a step-up year or a standout year. And then, I mean, Malcolm, yeah, I guess you could throw into the next group as well. But Malcolm Roach had a great year last year. So looking forward to seeing how he does um, going into his second season. I think they're really going to use more of Malcolm as a linebacker, true linebacker, than yeah. Uh, yeah. a D-line this year just because of our linebacker kind of depth, run-stopping depth. I mean, you kind of need to let – we'll move on linebackers, but – Kind of need to let Gary be Gary and just let him run around and do his thing because he's so freaking fast and he's a freak and I love him. But then Wheeler's just kind of slow and 
doesn't really cover well, you still kind of need that run-stopping, big old middle linebacker type that Malcolm Roach can play because he's so freakishly athletic, even though he's 280 pounds, which is just absurd when you kind of think about it. Um, we've heard good things about a Dale, Jesus, a Dale I O I D O E. I don't. I'm not even going to try. To I'm not. I know. I then I was like going to try, and then I saw that he isn't playing this week, so I was like, okay. For a second, I thought you were trying to say De La Torre. I was like, no, what the I'm hell? not trying to say De La Torre. <laughs> <laughs> I miss that guy though. It was always fun to watch him play. After Gary. Anthony Wheeler and Adela, it's drops off pretty hard. I honestly, I mean, Shark has been banged up, but I don't, I'm still not confident in his play. Another guy that was kind of overhyped coming out of high school, in my opinion. Yeah, he was. Um, Freshman wise, though, Joseph Asai. Oh, yeah, that is true. I forgot about him. He has supposedly looked well in the camp, and hell, he might even get, not get redshirted if we, you know, something happens or if he's playing or if he's starting that means we're probably having some I don't I wouldn't be I don't think he'll start but yeah I agree if he's getting significant playing time we got some problems um under the under the radar guy Marquez Dimage ooh yeah I don't know how to say his last name uh prior to Burnham played special teams last year but you know that's my uh, hot take he has a uh, he has a start or two this year okay I'll give that to you uh, well, just overall looking over the, like the entire team, uh, the offensive players that I think we're most excited for, or at least we'll do one for each. One for oh, we didn't do the D-backs. Oh, shit. I'm getting way too ahead of myself. I apologize. What kind of beer are you drinking over there? Play as fuck up. Okay. Let's start <laughs> that over. P.J. Locke, Nickelback. He's basically going to be a third linebacker, which I'm fine with. I'm I, That means that they're confident enough because it, initially – PJ was going to be the boundary safety, and I don't who knows what was going to be the nickelback. But this shows that they have so much confidence in Stearns as a true freshman, which is absurd, mind you. And Locke provides that experience and leadership, and basically being a third linebacker uh, for this defense, which is huge uh, for Orlando. You know, basically three, four, dime, whatever you want to call it, three down linemen defensive uh, set so I I think he's kind of took a downturn last year in terms of that he didn't really improve as much as people thought and uh, he got a decent amount of blame but I, he's, his talent's still there and his head's he's still smart enough to get it done it's just physically getting there and making the, the, the right reads with it so yeah I'm, I'm ready for uh, some swaggy DBU action not gonna lie I'm kind of tired of this mediocre and almost below, or just sometimes terrible D-back play. So I'm ready for these guys to freaking have some swag to them and get back to the old days. I guess yeah. just like the whole other the whole team. But, I agree. Uh, you mentioned Josh Thompson. I think he could get some playing time. Um, I don't know what game you and I were at, but we saw him running either on like punt return or put something. Dude, and he was like the fastest guy on the field. I think it's on kickoff, like when he's just flying down the field and then he'll just lay some. He is a freak. I, I one of the more, probably my pick for under most underrated guy on the team is JT. I wouldn't be surprised if you see him coming in, um, you know, at nickel, at corner, hell, pretty much any DB position he's can play because he's so damn fast. So, yeah, we, you and I have been on the JT train for a while, 
and yes. I just want him to know that. Uh, <laughs> cornerback. I mean, defense, defense should be, I mean, with T.O., I mean, my God, we should be fine. So I know. A lot, I've heard so much about people think that this defense will be as good as last year, and I'll believe it when I see it, but it, it, it's set up for that. So we'll be very interesting to see if they can play up to that level. Um, Chris Boyd and Devontae Davis got locked down corners. Boyd's obviously a freak athlete. You just got to over under how many um, pass interference he's going to have in a game. Oh, I, I, I honestly might set it at one and a half over the entire season, one and a half a game. Oh, a game? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, one and a half all year? Are you no, kidding me? No, no. Uh, Are you kidding me? One and a half a game. Yeah, I mean, he, he'll definitely have one. But he'll have like that occasional game where he'll have like four. Yeah, it's like, God. It'll be like against Tech or something, and we're like down. Yeah, down. exactly. Like, Dude, come on. It'll be interesting to see how Devontae Davis does, though. I'm yeah, he, he's supposedly been a little banged up, a little banged up over the little past. A little banged up, little banged up. <laughs> over the past two weeks, but he's playing on Saturday, so we'll get that. Um, get to see his lanky ass put some uh, lockdown coverage out there on the on the outside. But All right. I think we go into our, uh, what's it called? What? players we're most excited for yeah it's kind of your your section you added i like this offensive players that we're most excited for we're gonna do one each i've already kind of right or really um blew him up but i'm gonna keep on doing this Derek kurtzetter he is has all the physical tools and he's so damn smart it's unbelievable to watch a tackle like him who's just that cerebral and that nose can pick up blitzes um it, williams you know people Defenses wouldn't even blitz against him because it was not even fair. He can overtake anyone. So he really never saw that true, uh, I don't know, blitz craziness that the right side of the line did last year and the years before just because that right side of the line has been struggling for the past, I don't know, 10 years. So Kersetter has the chance to really cement himself as that top tackle on the team and, you know, possibly even put him into that starting left tackle role next year if he really uh, plays well enough. Uh, what, what do you got for offensive player most excited for? For the sake of time, I'm just going to say the name, not even analysis, Little Jordan Humphrey. I think that's enough said. He's so much fun to watch. Yep. Uh, defense, I don't want to say Gary they're most excited for. I mean, because I am, but like that's kind of a cop-out. So I'm going to go with yeah. B. B. Jones just because he can – if he can start finishing the play, and there were so many interceptions last year that he was right there, he just couldn't get it done. But he plays the run well enough for a free safety, and obviously the pass breaking, pass breakup skills are there. Caden Stearns. So Ooh. you and I are on the same page with going with our safeties. Um, Two five stars. Very, very excited. All right, let's go into the opponent for this year, All right. or for so, the, this week. Sorry. We're, yeah, we're well, we're only focused on week one. We're, yeah, we're, want to know. yeah, we're only focused on Seattle, uh, as Bill Pelichick would say. Maryland Terrapins, they have two quarterbacks that they have listed as co-starters, um, which I don't know what that means. That'll be interesting to see. We know from personal experience that's not a good sign. Yeah, no, they threw three quarterbacks at us last year, and they all scored, so it doesn't really matter. Um, one of them's more of a thrower. One of them's kind of more of a runner. I think that Pigram is more of the runner, but um, we'll see. Or sorry, Pigram's more of the thrower, and Kaysom Hill's more of the runner. Most importantly, their running back, Ty Johnson, is a freak. Uh, probably going to get drafted, and will end up as one of their uh, 
top three running backs of all time in terms of rushes, rushing yards at Maryland, which is impressive. They uh, they lose that DJ Moore, that freak receiver, thank God, and they don't really have anyone to back him up. Um, they do return a lot of uh, O-linemen, which is not, not good for us. Uh, D-line's the, their weakness, though, so hopefully we can get our running game going. And for a new O-line coming together, that's a, kind of a confidence boost. I, I, it's so easy to say that we're going to start this game slow, but I, I don't know. I, I, it's just it's going to happen. I, I know it's going to happen, and you know it's going to happen, and every Texas fan knows it's going to happen. I mean, it's kind of the expectation at this point that we we will struggle. So, I mean, if we do come out and punch from the face, it could be a nice surprise. Yeah, but I, I agree. So I'll let you give your score <laughs> prediction first, and then I'll come after. I mean, we had a pick six on the first drive last year, so... Maybe if we start out slow, that might be a good thing. Uh, no, people don't forget that we don't have Anthony Wheeler in the first half due to a bullshit penalty in the Missouri game. So when you're freaking out, why isn't he starting? It's because he's in the locker room. But uh, I think my kind of hot take for this week, Stearns gets his first pick, and then Daniel Young gets his first 100-yard game as a horn, and we take it home 34-21. Hmm. Pretty similar to my score. Uh, well, I mean, I guess in your or you and I have the same thought process that our offense is going to wake up at some point in the game because if we're both predicting thirty-point games, but uh, I'm interested to see, I guess, how crowded FedEx Field is. I mean, I think Texas will travel well as usual. I just don't know what Maryland football <laughs> is like. Yeah. So I don't expect that stadium to be that full. So I think the environment is going to be a little. Uh, quiet I guess yeah I right agree um, it's not going to be a, an electric uh, environment especially since we're playing at noon uh, eastern time 11 central um, I mean you can factor in all the emotional side of all the turmoil they have going on in their athletics department up in yeah. Maryland um, but I think the horns win 31-14 so you and I both have the horns covering I think no I well I don't compare depends on what uh, oh yeah, you're, you got thirteen. Wow. wow Depends on what when you took the horn. So I'm kind of on the on the edge. Did you take them at thirteen and a half? Would I take Texas at thirteen and a half? No, I'm saying did you guys have the line that you were referring to right now? Yeah, I've seen everything from like twelve to fourteen. So okay. a lot of a lot of books had it not even available to bet up until like two days ago. So all I'm gonna say is if we lose this game, I oh, don't say it. God, we didn't say that last year. But DC. Uh, that would be a terrible way to celebrate. I'm storming the White House. Uh, let's let's move on to the season win predictions. We uh, we do this every year. We're gonna do a season win, Big Twelve prediction, Heisman, College Football playoff, the whole nine. Let's start off with uh, just the Texas season wins. John, what uh, I think you you're sipping some pretty strong Kool Aid over there. <laughs> Kool Aid tastes pretty good, man. Come on, <laughs> be positive in this thing. I uh. I got us at nine wins. Um, I think most people have us at you know somewhere between seven and nine. I think um, I could see it going either way, but I'm going to be Mr. Positive. Nine wins with a unique way to get to those nine wins. I think we lose to K State, beat both TCU and OU. But when we when we clear this up, we'll win all of our non-conference games. <laughs> beat TCU, lose to K State on the road, a tough one in Manhattan just because it's Manhattan. And with the Wizard. Win in Dallas. I mean, it's about time. Um, 
and then lose to Oklahoma State and Tech. So my trend is that we lose on the road a lot, which yeah. kind of goes to our lack of experience maybe at the quarterback position. So, yeah, nine wins. Horns go to the uh, – oh, I guess that's the next section. So go ahead. I, I think your biggest – kind of not stretch but your biggest win is the west virginia win at home uh people always are, if, pe- we have, if, we're, if we have only three losses and we like have contention dkr is gonna be late we're gonna have confidence i think we beat west virginia at home. I, I mean people always talk about that 2012 west virginia game and that is probably you know one of the loudest games top three loudest i've ever heard that um, notre dame dkr and... everyone always says missouri 08 but I mean, whatever. That was a long time I ago. I agree with that. I completely agree. Missouri 08 was the loudest I've ever heard it. Uh, so, I've got it's at eight wins, which isn't too much. Just a slightly less strong Kool-Aid since Vegas has us at seven and a half. I agree on the Oklahoma, um, Oklahoma State and Tech losses. Those are just the biggest trap games. Gundy has her number. Cumbie's fighting for his job. Weird things happen in Lubbock. That's just a weird state. But I also think we lose to West Virginia. Uh, Will Greer is a freak. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in, invited to New York for the Heisman ceremony. And I think we lose to OU. I, I don't think Texas has enough um, kind of offensive firepower to get over him. I know Mark Stoops is still their defensive coordinator, but that game's just always such a toss-up. And OU's kind of got us – I don't want to say figured out because if we – played so well last year I just I don't have a good feeling going into it looking into the season but that could really change but that kind of leads into more of the big 12 predictions um I I got mine I I think it's gonna be West Virginia over OU but I don't think West Virginia is gonna make the playoff because they're gonna have a bad loss to Kansas State or Tech really the big 12 outside of maybe the bottom four bottom five is gonna be pretty even there's not real one winner Uh, but yeah I'm saying West Virginia OU uh, OU's going to miss Orlando Brown, uh, Andrews, and Flowers. And I think we're going to tie it third with TCU. Um, possibly third not at solo if we beat TCU. So that's my uh, that's my Big 12 total predictions. So with your prediction, you have us going to either the Texas Bowl or the San Antonio Bowl. Um, I think it's probably the Alamo Bowl. Alamo Bowl, but yes. I'll call it San Antonio. But <laughs> which... I think we've had enough experiences in both those towns yeah, that we do yeah, not yeah. need to be going back to no, 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 I'm no. going to take a more positive route again. And I say if we make the Big 12 championship, we are having a second Red River, Red River rivalry of this year, which I have no idea how that's going to go. That's, we um, will burn Jerry World to the ground. That's how that will go. I don't. I, I really just don't know if, that has, if that's going to have the flavor, but there's going to be fights everywhere. everywhere. Um, I think we, if we win that game, uh, we go to the Sugar Bowl and miss the playoff because we will have some sort of loss similar to your logic at West Virginia. So, But if we do not make the Big 12 championship, I think West Virginia OU is definitely a safe bet. Yeah, I think that's just kind of the general consensus with kind of 50-50 if you're going with West Virginia or OU to win it. But uh, real quick, let's just get these out of the way because they're fun. Um, it's always fun to look back at the end of the season and see how dumb we were. Heisman winner, I, I'm. This is such a shot in the dark, but that Jonathan Taylor running back from Wisconsin is a freak. Their O line is going to be one of the best ever. Um, the only problem is the Big Ten's pretty damn good this year. They got some really tough defenses with uh, Penn State, uh, Michigan. You know, everyone Iowa is always kind of a weird 
but good defense. So, but I I think that this case will be ground and pound Wisconsin. They don't have a quarterback, so that's the only thing they can do is hand it off to him. So I'm going him as a Heisman. Yeah, I don't think that's as much of a stretch as you're making it out to be. I he's, think he's definitely invited to New York. Guess what uh, year he was born in? 2000. 1999. Wow, we're almost there. Yeah, that's scary. That's very scary. And he's a sophomore. But, uh, yeah, he's my pick. I'm going to take Bryce Love out of Stanford. Uh, I just think that Stanford offense always find a way to be or finds a way to be very quiet throughout the year, mainly because their games are played at 2 in the morning. Uh, but I'm going to take him. And if it's not him and West Virginia wins the Big 12 championship, I think Will Greer will be your Heisman this year, which would be kind of cool because we'd have two straight Big 12 Heisman. Am I correct? Yes, we would. But that one last year is kind of a douchebag, so fuck him. Uh, yeah, let's, yeah, <laughs> let's go to let's do playoff predictions. I mean, it's pretty down the middle, but, I mean, how do you not say Bama? I think two is a freak. He's going to be unreal for him. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in New York for the Heisman either. Uh, Clemson, Clemson's D-line, one of the best we've ever seen. They've probably got three top three-round picks uh, in the draft this year, which is absurd. And then I'm going to stick with my Badgers. I don't know why I'm all over them, but they return a bunch of starters on defense as well. Uh, combined with that run game on offense. And then I'm, I'm going to say Washington is that fourth kind of sneaky. I think, I think they win this game against Auburn this weekend, which is basically the biggest game of their season. It sucks it's the first game, but the Pac-12 sucks so much. They basically have to win it. it, it and they can easily um, win – as long as they don't lose one of those freaky, like, Washington State at 9 o'clock, you know, no. games. See, I was going to say the exact thing, but I think they play, like, a Thursday night game at, like, Arizona State. Ah, and shit. Lose. Yeah, they're losing that 100%. <laughs> like, I don't even want to look at their schedule because I know they're going to have a Thursday night game and they're going to lose to someone random. <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to say Bama over Wisconsin, too, as a freak. Saban's got to return a bunch of starters on defense, but... He always does, and he always does it well. So I'm going saving again. So quickly, uh, Bama Clemson won two. I got Georgia losing the SEC championship to Bama to be our three seed, and then I have a, a I guess I don't really know who my fourth one is going to be, but it's going to be from the Big Ten. I think it's going to be Michigan or Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin or uh, Ohio State loses it to Michigan. Um, so I think Michigan gets a pretty big springboard going into that game, and then if they can. If that what's that quarterback's name from Ole Miss? Shea Patterson. Shea, Shea Patterson. Yeah, I think he. I mean, if he's got a confidence and he's playing well, I think they take down Wisconsin. But I think uh, Bama plays Georgia in a SEC championship rematch. I'll make sure I throw up, but it, it is what it is. Um, and then Bama takes it all. I. I mean, that's too. It sounds lame, but that's just kind of how it goes. Past couple years. All right, let's run through it. We always do it. Games of the week. I'll go first. FAU at OU, 11 a.m. OU's minus 21. Joey Freshwater versus Bob Stude's, um dumbass little brother. I'm taking the over. I don't care what it is that. I think OU wins, but I, I think FAU covers. That's This is Kiffin's biggest game of the year, and he knows it. He's been preparing for this for like two years. So I think FAU covers, but OU squeaks it out in the fourth quarter. All right, Washington at Auburn, 2.30 kickoff. I believe it's in Atlanta. Um, it is, is it, correct. It's a Chick-fil-A deal. Uh, Auburn's favored. I disagree with you. I think Auburn, I think you just said Washington's going to win that game to go to your playoff, but I think Auburn actually wins this game um, in a very close one. 
but being in Atlanta, they uh, somehow pulled off. I think they win that game. Michigan and Notre Dame, 6.30 Saturday. These are Saturday games, by the way, sorry. Uh, 6.30 p.m., Notre Dame is minus one, but I've seen it all over the place. I've seen Michigan minus one. It's kind of everywhere. Uh, Michigan just lost their star receiver, so there might be 250 yards of offense in this game. Uh, their defense is ridiculous, though. They might have a – oh, God, what's that DN? I can't remember his name, but he will be up for uh, probably defensive lineman of the year. Um, Notre Dame doesn't have really a true quarterback yet with uh, – oh, gosh, Ramirez is going to kill me because I don't know these two guys' names, but whatever, Wimbush and the other guy, and they've just lost two of the best alignment of the past decade. So I'm saying Michigan barely by field goal late take the under. I think Michigan, yeah, I agree. Michigan wins the game. I think Michigan wins up winning by 10. Um, and they, uh, you're going to have a pretty successful season under Harbaugh. LSU. Don't worry. Yeah, let's go to Sunday's game. Yeah, Sunday at 6.30, we got LSU-Miami uh, in Jerry World. Miami is minus three. They return a lot on offense. That Malik Rozier, he was like the Heisman candidate after like three games, and then he just completely fell off. So we'll yeah. see if uh, Rick can kind of turn him around. Coach O's on the hot seat at LSU. I wouldn't be surprised if he's fired at the end, and he's never good at preparing like these big games like this. So uh, I, their offense, I don't even want to watch it. It's gonna, I might just change the channel when LSU's on offense. So I'm taking yeah, Miami. Yeah, their quarterback is going to be miserable. Yeah, I don't know who their quarterback is. So I'm going Miami big. It's like starts with an O or something, like some transfer, I think. Uh, oh, what the hell is it? I heard on the radio this morning, whatever. Yeah, Miami wins the game. Everyone seems to be taking them. I'm going to join the bandwagon and take Miami. Um, and then it takes us into Monday, which is always kind of that game that I really, like, I'm kind of, like, over my college football high. But I still watch because, like, I don't. It's like a come down. It's a come down. It's like when you force yourself to drink, like, one or two beers on Sunday. Yeah, kind of. It, like, hurts, but you're like, I, I still kind of like this a lot. Yeah, but also two teams that I'm, like, really not that interested in this year on Monday. But, you know, That's still true. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, Florida State and uh, what's it called? Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech has lost like eight starters in the past like three months or something crazy like that from getting kicked off. Um, and DeAndre Francois has got a bounce back season after tearing his ACL in the first game against Bama last year, just completely ruined him. Hopefully not too mentally. FSU's minus seven and a half. I think they cover pretty easily. And I want to go to school in Tallahassee because of the girls. Yes, indeed. All right, that wraps it up. We are officially back, folks, comma, comma, comma. Texas football's back. College football's back. I'm going to Maryland. John's going to Maryland. Everyone's going to Maryland. We are going to drain the swamp. You're going to Maryland. You're going, You're to, going Maryland. to Maryland. You get a Maryland. Okay. Well. It's going to be awesome. God, I cannot wait. I come pumped for college football to be back. I can't wait to wake up on Saturdays and watch game day. It's like my favorite thing in the world. But more importantly, I'm looking forward to the getting up to D.C. and getting a win and starting the season off right. Yep, exactly. All right, we'll see all y'all up there. Okay.
Ai, não pode lhe 